Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Two of Norris and Parker's Sketch Therapy. We've missed you. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, so updates, updates. Um, what have you been up to, Sinead? Uh What have I been up to? I, I've just been seeing you a lot because we live together. Well, we live around the corner from each other now. Yeah. Uh, Katie's moved to Acton. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have been doing a lot of work. So we just go to each other's houses. One and of us makes a fry up. Yeah, about the fry um, up. A veggie fry up. We have variations of the fry up though, don't we? They and always... it's not been that veggie. Come on, we've had quite a lot of bacon actually. That's true. Usually some form of avocado. Mm-hmm. Some form of avocado. <laughs> One of the many types of avocado. Um, form of egg, Mushroom, a form of egg, a form of tomato, a form of toast, and a form of Vegemite. All presented on a plate beautifully. Yeah. And um, we spent Valentine's together. We did. With your boyfriend. Norman Bates. Um, Sinead's boyfriend house. is like Norman Bates in that, I don't know, he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another news updates. We did a gig a couple of days ago, didn't we? Oh, for the God. first time in a while. Yeah. Dusted off those cat suits. Went and did an improv gig. I mean, we didn't. I mean, I thought we hadn't bombed until an act came up to me at the end and said, "Don't worry, we bombed too." And then Sinead saw my reaction, which was shock. I missed him saying that, yeah, yeah, and I saw you looking really angry. And I was like, "Wow, you're going in a bit hard." And <laughs> this poor guy, well, yeah, he's basically gone. Don't worry, we were shit too. Yeah, I know. And I knew we were shit, but I didn't know we bombed. That's different. We bombed, and we resorted to desperate measures because Mercury was in retrograde. So we just we had nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we had no ideas. We couldn't mm-hmm. connect with the material. So we just I got my tits out, and I um, motivated them, and we rubbed ourselves in toothpaste. And, <laughs> and we just, we're never ever going to be on TV because uh, we, we just resorted to. 90s comedy. Which that's men behaving badly, yeah, which I played for Sinead and Norman Bates on the saxophone in Acton yesterday. So I will bring that saxophone in to the podcast for the next episode. That is a promise. So should we start? Is it sketch time? What? Is it sketch time? Is it time for sketch? Do you want me to do the segue because you're so shit at them? I know, I'm really getting into the segues. Are you? Yeah. What, because you do them like, it's time for a sketch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Should we do the segue together? Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so, so we're so excited to present to you our, our latest, latest sketch for, for you. you. 
I was walking home from work when they um, they grabbed me from behind. Uh, they put a bag over my head. They, they threw me into the back of a van. They said if I made a sound, I'd never see my fiance again. We drove for hours. Um, and when we stopped, they um, they dragged me out of the van. They uh, they stripped me naked. They tied me to a chair and I pissed myself. Of course I did. And then they took the bag off my head and I saw her there. Leanne, my fiance, tied to a chair, looking terrified, but fit. Do you love your fiance? said a voice. Of course I do. And if you fucking harm the hair on her head, I will fucking kill you. Choose, said the voice. You or your fiance? Who lives? Who dies? Well, well something just kicked in her. An instinct, I suppose. I, I looked at her and I said, Leanne, you are the love of my life. You accepted me, my gluten intolerance, my micro penis. But I will love again. I choose to live. Wrong choice, dickhead, said the voice, and suddenly the bag was back on my head and there was a knife to her throat and I thought, this is it, this is when I die, so I shot myself. Of course I did. And then suddenly, the knife was gone. Then he took the bag off my head and I... I saw him all standing there. My best man. The stags. My dad. All laughing at me. Not Leanne, though. She just looked angry, but fit. It was just a stag plank gone wrong, and I laughed too at the time, except it wasn't really very funny. Stag parties are a British institution, but are they just a bit of fun with the lads, or a hotbed of toxic masculinity? Hi, I'm Katinka Fitzherbert, and you might remember me from the documentary To Catch a Nonce, where I travelled to the French Riviera as a schoolgirl and caught lots of French pedos, but also this fantastic tan. And I'm Pixie Alabama Watson. You might remember me when I pretended to be poor and working class for the hit documentary, I, Pixie Alabama Watson, Daniel Blake. And this is the dark side of stag parties. An original documentary. For Vice. Vice, 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 Vice. Daddy pays my rent. Daddy bought my camera. Daddy bought my arse cheeks. Daddy bought my lips. White girl privilege. White girl tears. According to a recent Guardian article, 60% of men dread being asked on a stag do. 40% of men turn down stag day invites. 33% of men have stag parties die out. And 3.3% of men that go on stag parties actually die. Shocking. So like Scooby-Doo and Nancy Drew, we've been digging deep into the dark side of stag parties. We spoke to a woman who makes her living from stag parties to find out what the fuck is going on. Hello, I'm Sandra Bollocks. Uh, my real name is Eileen McHale, but that's another story. The story is, that's my name. And I'm a stripper. I, I got into stripping when my husband and children left me and I'd had a breakdown. <laughs> anyway, I took an evening class of burlesque at the community centre and it turns out I've got quite the gift. <laughs> so I'm taking my debut hour to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer. All my school friends are going to be so surprised when they see me. <laughs> well, I've been toying with a few stripper names, and for a while I was Mary Queen of G-Sports. Uh, but now I've gone with, well, you've all heard of Miss Congeniality. Well, meet Miss Congenitalia. And do you, sir, have a dangerous package in your pants? Eh? Eh? Oh, do you like triangles? Ooh, do you like them? Because I can fit my body into a tight triangle. I've had a breakdown. Thank you, Sandra Bollocks. She makes a 100% living from being a stripper. 
I think I'd like that too. I've always preferred the company of men. I found women so bitchy. You can catch me, Katinka Fitzherbert, in my new documentary, When Harry Met Katinka, when I went undercover and seduced Prince Harry on his wedding night, whilst Meghan Markle was Skyping her sick dad. And catch me, Pixie Alabama Watson, in next week's documentary, Slut Drop Millionaire, where I just have a really great time in Mumbai. Vice. So that was Sandra Bollocks, that was um, either loved by the audience some nights Such and then a yeah. bit of a hit and miss. What about the man in Soho when you said about having a dangerous package and a man in the front row said, I do have a dangerous package. Yeah, look me in the eye, yeah. And then you went and hid behind the curtain. Oh, my mum was in and, and I shouted for my mum yeah. from the stage. And it was... <laughs> it's really horrible. Yeah, it was really horrible, yeah. Um, Which anyway, if you're links, listening, mate. Yeah, it links to our theme. Yeah. The burden of being a woman. The burden of being me. <laughs> um... <laughs> So we want to talk about things like uh, periods, um... all the just the, all the classic female comedian topics we'd like to cover. Just I think we're just fed up. Um, I feel a bit annoyed at the moment of all the things that you have to deal with as a woman that are just extra, like having to take four or five days out of a month where you have to carry on as normal. Um, go to work when you're just having a really heavy period. Your periods are really heavy as and well, And my is insane and I always yeah. uh, turn into genuinely hysterical mm. and um, really anxious and mad and then get my period and I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, so that makes sense. Well, that's good that it shows... I like getting a period because it means you feel normal. I hate it when it's late. Yeah. My period was weird recently. It was, like, um, lighter than usual but went on for days. And usually that my periods are very regular. They're, like, four days and they're just mm. very, like... Normal. I always get loads and loads of spots as well, which is also great. Another great thing. You start getting hormonal, hormonal acne. acne. Oh my god, yeah, because I didn't in have your a spot. late twenties. Oh, yeah, I didn't have a spot until I was twenty-five, and then I moved to London and got cystic acne from I don't know the stress or hormones, mm. and I can't. I literally can't. Don't know how to get rid of it. I'm all right at the moment, but it mm. comes in waves, like months. It's really horrible though, because mm. it affects your confidence. So that's the burden of being me. And smear tests are another thing. Yeah. Is it smear tests that are low at the moment? People Twenty year low. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder why that is. They're so much fun. I love them. I know they are great. That contact. I love smear tests. Yeah. Smear tests. HPV. It's all great. Yeah. So HPV. What is HPV? HPV is how do you say it? human papilloma virus? And it's it's a a virus that comes in different strains, and I think about eighty percent of people will carry the virus. Mm-hmm. And there's a few strains that can give you genital warts and a few strains that can give you abnormal uh, cells on your cervix, yeah. uh, which can potentially, in the future, if left untreated and they change, that it can lead to cervical cancer. Which is why you should go for a smear test. Which is why it's really important to go yeah, for a smear test. And so at the colposcopy, they, uh, when you have an abnormal smear, mm. they just check the cells or do they laser off the cells at that point? They or is that check, later? They do... They, I think they swab you with, I think it's an, like an iodine solution. They go up there with a camera, I think, and they swab and they to get a better look at the cells. And then they take a biopsy, um, which is like a like a push, but it's like a snap, um, which is a bit of a shock. And then they test the sample mm-hmm. and then they see what like level the cells are at. So it's like SIN or CIN or something, grade one, two and three. And then if it's at a certain level, because sometimes you can leave it and they might just go away of their own accord. Mm-hmm. Or they think they say right, we need to get rid of them. Mm. But 
this is where the NHS is absolutely amazing because they're just so quick mm. and they just get you in. If the smear test is abnormal, you get a date, you go in for your colposcopy and your biopsy. Mm. Then you go in, um, I think it's called a LETS, an ELEAP procedure. Mm. And they use like an electrical current or something to get rid of it all. Um, so clever. and But they're so quick. Yeah. I had the same because I had a lump in my boob that was I've had two actually and they get you straight in for a biopsy and mm. they, they're always like this feels like it's probably normal but it's mm. best to just check and they, they're just they're really shit hot with that I think mm. um, but yeah so I had to go again because I had my like follow up one and um, had to go again for another colposcopy and that's where you came with me I went with Janae Jane um, it was great um, <laughs> her vagina was projected onto a large HD screen for us all to enjoy <laughs> and actually we did write about it in a recent Time Out article yeah they wrote, we wrote about our experiences of going to a colposcopy together and then a man tweeted us saying that he was glad that we were talking about this issue yeah in because, a funny way because his mum had performed the first smear test mm. and her i don't know how to say it the colposcope the the thing that you use for a colposcopy mm-hmm. um she called it katie which, which is I think very is strange really lovely and yeah. also common because um katie's also a somerset cider um yeah yeah so it's just a, a very Christmas. popular name but yeah they're always very crowded the colposcopies there's always a Someone rogue in man there, yeah. or just rogue people and then yeah. they everyone ch- and then you're obviously sitting there with no pants on yeah. just like See, spread no, eagle both, both my smear tests no one else was in the room the smear test probably it's just a nurse but then when yeah. you go oh later yeah one, yeah, yeah. that makes sense having a peer in, and you just lose all dignity and you don't care anymore and it's like pants are off like what, out. what happened yeah in the like, bonus episode i talked about at the hospital yeah if you want to listen to that there's more of the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah Another uh, annoying oh. thing about being a woman is the biological clock. Oh, God, Sinead, How it's you, so stressful. It's I went, to, went back to Somerset for my birthday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> two of my... Um, actually, every single friend I went to school with that now live, that still lives in Somerset is having, is having a baby or has just had a baby. And so when I go home, it's just me going to houses to see babies and newborns <laughs> to friends that I've known for, like, 15 yeah. years and holding the babies and... But I want to see my friends, and I and I love the baby. It's so nice. Obviously, I love babies. Yeah. But you, they want to talk about the babies, and you kind of can't contribute because you aren't doing nappy changing and stuff. Mm. But they just they're like sat at home just with a baby all the time on their own. And a part of me is like jealous because I'm like, oh, it's really nice that you have something that you love that much, and it's really beautiful, and you've got a child, and that's so grown up. And then part of me is like, oh, but I just want to be able to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I, it's like I go back to London, and it's like I've got this like bohemian, crazy life compared yeah. to what they have. But yeah. I'm also really jealous and feel sometimes feel really empty and drained when I leave. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'd really want to meet someone, and I want to have children. And I think because my dad was like 50 when I was born, and my mum was 40. In my head, it's like maybe it's okay to. Yeah, people having children much later now. That's and I am I'm only twenty nine, but yeah. I don't. You start like structuring your life differently, and like now, I when I want to date a guy, it's like I'm looking at their facial structure and eyebrows as a potential mate, <laughs> not like and checking their sperm count. Yeah, which is always low. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, I know. It's in my mind. I've always wanted kids, but it's always been far away, and I want to do all my selfish things. I love to have a career yeah. and travel and do all that. And in my mind, I'm like, I, I do want them, but I think probably just to fill a void at some point during middle age. Yeah. D- just between, it's just a distraction, really. Yeah. It's a selfish distraction between now and when you die. Yeah. You've just got people to look after you at the end. Uh, people to like pay for you when you need to go in a home um just <laughs> like, i want to go to that actor like, home there's a there's a residential home just for actors really oh but is that fuck, not really that's riddled with hpv <laughs> you know that they have the highest level of um stis in old people's homes because they're all just they? fucking each other do they which is amazing news really? because i want to be shaggy until i am 90 yeah. like 
I want to go in the actor. Although I think, yeah, I, f- I feel like it would also be annoying. I wouldn't go in a musical theatre actors or people. Oh, home. There's no business like show business. It's <laughs> just the business of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you spoke to your friends, did you get a genuine answer about how painful it was? Um, yeah, they said it was really painful. Yeah. Like, but on a scale, was it? Is it comparable to anything like a bad period or a terrible? Um, Sorry. Just that it's. Yeah, they just said it was really horrible, and that. Um, I think it's it's just a really scary yeah. thing to have to go through. Have you I think read about um, uh, the some women masturbate when they're having um, when they're giving birth because it's good pain relief, but wow. there's a lot of taboo around it, obviously, and so shame. How do you? I don't but understand. But like, I, I know, but apparently, stimulation, clitoral, um, is like a natural pain relief, and apparently, it's. Um, but then it's obviously not uh, a popular. I've not method. read that. Yeah, no, I've read it about it a couple of times, and I think. I Would don't they don't show that, that on, on um, One Born Every Minute, do they? <laughs> and now for our very special guest. We're very excited to have her here today. In August 2017, she sold out her debut run at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival with her critically acclaimed show, Lady Muck. It was a five-star show and they had to put in extra shows because it sold out and was so popular. In 2018 at the Fringe, her second hour, Peachy, sold out within the first week. She had extra shows there as well and also had a week's run at the Soho Theatre. She's toured around Australia, India. She's going back to Australia to do a tour. She's had television appearances. She's absolutely amazing. We are joined by Lauren Patterson. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. We're just drinking our gin in a can. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot I had one of these. Yeah. Go on. This. We're gonna do a nice little. Oh, oh that's the nice. Cheers. 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 Thanks for coming. Um, when did we last see you? Was it in Edinburgh, like a midpoint of frazzlement? I feel like it was Edinburgh or Kilkenny. Yes. Very drunk in that yeah. weird little, it was oh, like a yeah. secret garden behind a pub yeah. where all the artists were drinking. That was good. And yes. I liked that. Yeah, and people were confused why we were there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lauren, thank you for coming in. What thank are you up to you. at the moment? I am trying to find a flat, which are is you? very exciting in London. Oh, it's so hell, you'd want it? a day that was above a Mediterranean food shop. Lovely. I was like, ooh, exciting, all the smells. And oh. expensive, I bet. So expensive, but it was like, what, like a really awkward viewing because I'd got there at the same time as someone else. So we were viewing the flat together and I felt like in direct <sighs> competition with them. And I was like, I loved it. And I was like, maybe I'm going to downplay how much I like it so that he doesn't want it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then every time the um, estate agent pointed out a fault, I was like, that is a pretty big fault. <laughs> mm, that that would make me not want to live here. But then I heard him say he was going to email more questions about the flat. And I was like, I want the flat. So <laughs> you've been offering? I don't know. Because it's like a loft room. Mm. And my boyfriend's five foot 11 and we think he might be too tall. Right. <laughs> but I might, That's oh, just what he's going to have to deal with, I could just get a shorter boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Or he could just walk around like um, on his hands and knees. Exactly. Yeah. And what are you up to this evening? I am going to the comedy store to do their first all female weekend gig. Amazing. Which is exciting. Because it's it's International International Women's Day tomorrow. Depending when this goes out. Um, And the theme of our episode is. The burden of being a woman <laughs> is, the, yeah. is the title of it. Um, <laughs> Take it as you will. Um, we're talking about all things, period, smear tests, yeah. yes. um, contraception, um, fertility, or anything else, anything, any, mm. any other light subjects. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you, any of those, 
You weren't mentioned something about a smear test. I had my first smear in November, my first one. Really? I was so, I feel like I was the most excited person ever Were to get you? a smear. Because I got my letter and it felt like, you know, the Hogwarts letter. <laughs> it's like, you're a wizard. And I was like, oh my God, I'm old enough to get a smear. And then I got really nervous about it because I was like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people maybe don't talk dead openly about it. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, I'm quite close with my mum. I'm a lot closer than I was. But I think like, if I was any younger, I would have been so mortified. So I just yeah. rang my mum and I was like, does it hurt? And she was like, depends if you've got a big fanny or not. And I was like, <laughs> oh my how God. do I know if I've yeah. got a big fanny? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's a question. They will tell you at the smear test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my mum was just it's crying you get put in the sorting laughter. hat. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. vagina size. Hufflepuff is Like them toys that vaginas. kids have when they have to put the things in the right <laughs> yeah. holes. Like, oh, that's too big. Slytherin so. has teeth. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, Gryffindor's just a very brave <laughs> vagina. You're very brave. Yeah. It's got a lot of Oh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Ravenclaw. It's Ravenclaw, like, yeah, it's just sealed. It just reads, it reads a lot of porn, but doesn't engage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reads <the> comments. Yeah. <laughs> are you on what contraception are you on? Just if you don't. Oh, well, I'm actually quite worried. I've been on the same one since I was like 16, 17, mm. is the, and it's Rigeverdon, and that's the one I always see people sharing like horror articles about. Really? Like people have been sharing petitions asking for it to be banned and stuff, and I'm like. Oh, but that's the one I've taken forever. And I've never had any bother, but all the, well, loads of girls on my Facebook, I'll always see them sharing articles and being like, see, I told you, I told you this is why I was so mental. It What's was it called? Rigeverdon. Is it um a combined pill or is it? I, I'm not sure. Do you have to take it every day or do you take, take a break? it every day and have the seven day break. That's mm-hmm. what I do. But... And then I went. I switched to a different one, dead briefly, where it gives you a week of like placebo pills or something, mm. and I didn't like it. I felt like my emotions were all over mm. the place, and I was like, "I'm going to risk the blood clots, please. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm going to do." But I feel like that's the thing. You're not like massive. They tell you like go on the pill, mm. but then they don't tell you there's different kinds. Yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. some of the pills are the same, but they have different brand names. Yeah. Especially- Last time I went, I, I told her I was on Rigeverdon, and she was like, "I'm going to give you this. It's the same. It's just a different name." And I was like, "That's confusing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. confusing." But I feel like I feel like I'm getting like scared by social media and being like, "Oh God." And there was this thing at the moment, wasn't there, about the pill, and you don't need that seven day break. Yeah, and so they're lying to you for, for like, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. That's so weird. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> I haven't been on the pill for a while. I started trying to do it the other day and I went crazy after a few days. Yeah. I'm um, quite forgetful as well. Mm. Like, really forget. And sometimes I'll just pop a random one out and then I'm like, oh, which day have I taken? <laughs> and then it's sort of like day nine of the month and I'm like, oh, it's roulette at the minute. I mm. do not know if I've taken mm. these in the right order. But that's bad. Put the boys on it. Um, so, yeah, I guess another thing we can talk about, which is within the theme, is obviously, especially for us, I guess the burden of being a woman in comedy. Yeah. Is it still a burden? Or I feel like every time I think it's not and that we're making progress, someone will say something or someone will make a little dig and I'm like, oh, we've still got a way to go, haven't we? We've <laughs> mm. still got a way. So I had... I've. I don't read the comments on videos mm. of my stand-up because I've learned the hard way. They're mean. <laughs> they are not nice. Uh, I did my first bit of stand-up on telly in the UK last summer and I was so excited to read the comments because mm. I was like, I want to know if people like it. Like, I think that's all comedians want validation. And someone had said, looks like a British version of some like somebody. So I was like, oh, I'm assuming that's an American female comedian. She was a porn star. And instantly, like, part of us was flattered. And then another part of us was like, 
I feel like I've been sexualized straight and like yeah. I feel like if I was a male comic no one would have commented and compared us to a male porn star and no. I was like oh my god I feel like I've just been like and I felt like degraded kind yeah. of. not that there's anything degrading about mm. sex work but I was like I'm fully clothed telling jokes and mm. somebody has turned that sexual mm. and I felt a little bit like objectified and I didn't yeah. like it and I was like I'm not reading comments anymore but, but it makes me vulnerable as well yeah I was like oh is that how your picturing is I don't like that mm. I once got a comment on a YouTube video that said I I can't oh no I really imagine her getting gang banged by a group of older men and I was oh like, and I gosh. screenshot it and I put it on Twitter. And I was like, always oh, nice to hear from a fan. And he tweeted us, the guy who'd wrote it. And he was like, it's a compliment. <sighs> and I was like, what? And he was like, I'm empowering you. And I was like, how are you? That's a clip of me at work. And at the time, I would have been much younger. I think it was maybe like 22 or something. So like quite young. And the, I only had one clip of us on the internet. And it was because I'd done like some competition final. He was like, I'm empowering you. I was like, you are not oh empowering God. me. I went, the fact you've said like, gangbang that's such an aggressive image yeah. anyway group older men yeah. like it really wasn't like specific. oh i bet she has lovely sex with a nice man yeah, yeah i would have taken that but mm. oh it was so aggressive and i just try not to read them but then one got brought to me attention the other day and it was a clip of me in melbourne and someone had commented i'd love to hear a female comedian who doesn't talk about a vagina and i was like <laughs> i'm oh, sure God. i don't have any jokes and I watched the six minute clip and all it was is I was wearing a sequined skirt and I'd made one ten second not even that five second reference I went I like this skirt because who wouldn't want their fanny to look like a disco ball something like that and that was in a six minute clip that was mm. all I'd said and that was enough for him to be like Ugh, just uh, completely yeah I, I wish I could hear you. a female comedian who doesn't talk about a vagina and I was like I hate that for two reasons because one not every female comedian does talk about their mm. vagina but two it means if you're a woman and you do make a joke about periods or you're funny or whatever then people are like see see every woman talks so people who are making jokes about it almost feel like they can't and yeah. it's like, but you can because if i hear a comedian making a dick joke i'm not bothered i'm mm. like you've got one why wouldn't you make jokes about it and then, like, they're not suddenly representing the whole of like male exactly, comedians yeah. it's a weird thing where like well, I think you're just going to get objectified. I think if you're a woman yeah. in a spotlight like that performing, but part of it is also like intimidation by like a funny woman that gives a woman power, and it's like, oh, this is a different way of putting you down by turning yeah. you into like a sex object exactly, or objectifying yeah. and turning it into that. It takes away from what you're saying and mm. the comedy. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's like the only thing that they can then sort of like they feel comfortable saying to you as well. Like they can't yeah. say, oh, oh, well done on the jokes and stuff. It's like yeah. they can only approach yeah. you. Yeah. Have to, like be creepy. Yeah, or, yeah. Like someone shared a, a clip on my yeah. timeline the other day and I can't remember who it was, but she was an American comic and I was sat watching her and I was like, oh, I've never heard of her before. She's good. And then when I scrolled down to the comments, they were all about her tits. They were all about how she looked. Um, they were all like, uh, she's not funny, but then again, chicks aren't funny, blah, 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 blah. And I just sort of scrolled down for maybe about a minute and I was like, this is depressing. This is mm. so that instantly a woman who's grafted and worked hard and is good at what she does. And the first, say, 10 comments were about her physical appearance. And I was like, yeah. but if that had been a clip of, um, like, say, Bill Burr or like an American comedian, the first comments would have been about how great he was, which rightly so. He's great. Of course, he deserves the compliments. But so do women like mm. why does the first thing have to be either an insult mm. or like I'd shag her yeah. I'd do mm, this yeah. I'm like I don't want you to yeah. like, that's not what this is but I think <laughs> comments should just be banned yeah like, I really I think they're a cesspit I think they're oh, awful we, we did when we did a 
uh, interview with The Guardian recently, uh-huh. read the comments. It was so funny because they were like, Katie and Sinead, privileged names, clearly middle class. And there was a whole debate whether we were middle class or what? not. Um, and it's like, well, they don't sound middle class because they've talked about poo, a common <laughs> theme. Um, but it was, it was a really weird thing of like them deciding yeah. like, and all these grow things up about girls. us. Didn't and, someone yeah. call you a disgrace to women? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Someone asked them. Middle-aged man still <laughs> right and left. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and also, yeah, probably didn't like the fact that we were being... You confident know, riding yeah. our brains, yeah. Riding our brains yeah. yeah i think that's the thing a lot of people i, I don't want to because i know it's not all men but it does Hashtag. predominantly seem to be blokes who are the first to criticize a woman for talking about sex or being like mm. confident on stage or mm. like dressing how she wants when i first mm. started i wore a beanie hat leggings and le- i was so covered up because i didn't want anyone to look at me mm. i wanted to be judged on what i was saying but then like the older you get and the more like comfortable you get in your appearance i was like i want to wear skirts yeah. to gigs and i want to wear dresses and i want to dress nice and it was such a weird transition for me to be like i want to dress nice on stage but i also don't want to be objectified on yeah, stage and then yeah. someone said to us quite bluntly they were like lauren you're a woman you could go out on stage in a bin bag and someone would find a way to objectify yeah. you mm. and i was like that is true and you can't do no, anything right true. we you'll get men being horrible saying oh um well, that's a female comedian must be a lesbian yeah, you know like yeah. oh, she looks like a lesbian we got a guy say that we look delicious in our skin tight cat suits and demonstrate God. positions around the yeah. showroom oh that's exactly why you're wearing them yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah it's disgusting yeah. it's pretty gross yeah but it's nice to see, I was at least pleased in Edinburgh that most of the newcomer, newcomer nominations yeah. this time were women. Yeah. And there is, definitely seems like there's just at least it's more normal now. Oh, definitely. The mix of men and women doing I stand-up. feel like the more women who get into it and who come up through the ranks, mm. it's like, you know, the, is it Steve Martin? The quote, like, get so good they can't ignore you. Mm. I think that's the case very much with like women mm. in comedy but rather than get so good get so many of us that they can't ignore because yeah. we are in the minority and I get that and that's why I completely appreciate not every lineup can be 50 50 I'm mm. totally on board with that but I'm like as long as you are regularly booking women and the more and more women who get into it it's going to reach a point where maybe those lineups do naturally get to because mm. there's going to be so many women to pick from mm. whereas I get that we are a smaller pool at the minute but I'm like yeah get so many of us get a little army mm-hmm. of female yeah. comedians and just absolutely spoil people for choice because mm. that's what people are hungry for exactly and how do you feel about panel shows is that something you want to do because that's a very <sighs> it can be quite they, a male dominated yeah it's like a big boys club I've yeah. not done I've um, done like the run throughs for them which yeah. is where you like go and you basically play it as it is so like the production team can see who you are and I did one that I thought was wonderful and like everyone bounced off each other mm. and I was like this is nice. this is so friendly and I got called to the second round and it was very I think there was four men auditioning and two women and I felt like the men were all fantastic comments I'm not uh, comics I'm not berating any of them but they were very loud um and very sort of like not afraid to just cut in mm. and like well, my loudest voice is probably the equivalent of their like whisper like mm. I, I, I can't talk loud at all so I found that once they raised their voice to be like I am the one being heard now there was nothing I could do because mm. I was like I, I can't I physically can't talk above them mm. that my voice will not go louder than like a big strong confident man's and I felt just very slowly that I was just being pushed mm. back and back and to the point where I just sort of sat there and I was like I feel like I can't compete. I can compete skill-wise. I am mm. just as good a writer. My, I know my jokes are good. I was like, but I'm not loud enough to get these in. It's, and I found it quite quite intimidating in mm. a way. But I also think then that's on 
that's on the host as well. Like, whoever was hosting this one was just, like, a member of the production crew. And I feel like whoever is properly hosting the show, it's their job to, mm. like, make sure everybody's... Because mm. it's not just a case of, like, oh, she's shy, that's mm. why she's not saying anything. It's, like, she's had ten people talk over her. Like, mm. she can't get a word in. So I hope, I hope that when people do get on these shows that whoever's hosting is, like, aware mm. of that it might be harder for a yeah. woman to get a voice in. Yeah. Because it does just seem like everyone's friends and... Yeah, the edit makes everyone look so pally-pally. And I just remember sitting there and being like, I I, I work with these people dead regularly and mm. nobody is... Get- it was very cutthroat. It was like everybody wanted to get their jokes out mm. to show they were the best, which obviously... But I was like, my voice doesn't go that loud. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sitting here. And I just Bring sort of regressed into myself. Yeah. That's what I need. I yeah. need to just put my jokes on flashcards. Yeah. And I think these kind of panel shows do very much depend on the the people who you've got as well mm-hmm. like if you've got say four very big brash loud personalities and one relatively like say someone like me or someone who's a bit more timid then you must know that that person is going to struggle not that they're not as good at, what, yeah. at their job but just just in terms of like the, the way things are they're going to be like i i can't i can't compete with this mm. so what are you up to next What's so the, I go to Australia quite soon. <gasps> oh wow! So I'm going out to do Sydney Comedy Festival, and then I go across to New Zealand to do Amazing. that one, and then I'm doing a little like a road show around Australia. So they give you like a, a state, and you go mm. to all the little like rural places oh my god wow so that's gonna be amazing so i'm doing that for like eight weeks and then i'm not doing edinburgh yeah neither are we yeah we did oh my god we should do a female-led panel show instead yeah i'd love that i'm very excited oh it's nice it's nice feeling isn't it yeah freedom what are you gonna do instead i've booked a holiday nice i'm gonna go to athens we're going to athens oh my god gonna athens and santorini oh nice and then i come back sort of like and i think i'm gonna spend the money and the time i would have been in edinburgh learning to drive oh good idea because then i'm like oh then i've still like achieved something because i feel like otherwise i'll just sit on my arse yeah yeah yeah. gloating at the fact i'm not in edinburgh and then i'll be like but how did i use all this free time that i've got you'll still go to edinburgh I'm going to go up and visit, I think, maybe for, like, a few days, uh, try and pick up maybe a few of, like, the late-night gigs and yeah. get some, yeah. like, beer money. But I, f- I feel like I'll have four more, but at the minute I'm like, you've done the right thing. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. done the Good right for thing. You. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. in. Thank you for having me. I'm so hot in this room. It's right very hot. I'm sorry yeah. if I'm like, really ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Lauren, Lauren Thank you. <laughs> well, that was that. Episode two. And it was very hot because our producer put on the heating instead of the air con in the windowless room. And now it smells of thrush. And early menopause. Um, Another burden, being a woman. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Series two, it's very exciting. I know it's a slog, but uh, there's only four (laughs) more to go. Yeah. Um, And they're not that long. Uh, It's just better with us. Yeah, they're not as long Um, as a period. No. So, uh, Another burden. Man up. And uh, join us for episode. Hashtag not all men. Yeah. Apart from <laughs> all the men. All the men. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, um, have we said about subscribing? Oh, yes. Subscribe. And leave us a review. That'd be nice. Yeah, go on, dare you. A nice review. A nice heckle. Um, and on iTunes. Acast. Wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, just list, Just subscribe. Just listen, get in touch, tweet us, Norris Parker 26, Facebook us. Instagram. Yeah. You said that. Just get in contact, write to us. 
Yeah, go on, right to, right the to old Acton, school. Yeah. Right with the quill. Right yeah. to Acton Town. And yeah, and see gay. it with a, a wax stamp. Be nice. been listening to a red apple creative original podcast for more great podcasts from red apple just go to redapplecreative.co.uk many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.